to the Loaded Dice Podcast, the podcast that always rolls box cards. My name is Andrew. And I'm Doug. Andrew, how are you this evening? Yeah, I'm a little salty, mate. A little salty <laughs> uh, above all else. Uh, so this is an in-between sode uh, that we thought we would uh, run out the door on a Sunday night. Uh, as you can probably tell already, we're back onto Skype. We're not in each other's uh, lovely company Which means today. we're talking over the top of each other all the time. Most likely, yes. <laughs> no, it should be good. Um, yes, so if you uh, caught it, if you if you were on a Games Workshop website or social media page anytime over the weekend, you'll know there was a preview, Shadow, Iron, and Broken Realms. Uh, so we're going to talk about that a little bit. I really think it should have been like Shadow, Iron, and Broken Promises, but hey. <laughs> Look, you were the one who brought hope to the grim darkness of the far future, so... Yeah. <laughs> like, they've been pretty upfront about what this is. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I'm the Tau Empire in this story. <laughs> Just sitting here being bad fan fiction, man, that's what I'm being. A little right beacon of, of hope and prosperity in the galaxy. Yeah, mm. so... um. Yeah, pre- preview was uh, preview was last night, uh, Sydney time. Uh, I think it started at about ten forty-five, something like that, PM. Uh, and being a bit of a dummy, I decided to get excited and stay up for it because I kind of thought after the disappointment that was Friday Forge World or Forge World Fridays, in which we got uh, repacks of stuff that was more expensive than the first time around. Uh, I thought, well, hey, if this is what we're getting for uh, Forge World Fridays, then surely on Saturday night for the big preview reveal, we're going to be getting something amazing from Forge World. Uh, this is in regards to 30k Horus Heresy stuff. Uh, and boy, was I fucking wrong. Boy, howdy, were you wrong. <laughs> so shall we talk about what we got? So what we got was everything that we already knew was coming. Um Crusade, which is book 703 of the Horus Heresy rule series at this point. Um, uh, L. Johnson, who's fine, I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean like, look, don't, don't get me wrong. Okay, like, yep, cool, book nine. Looks really cool. No issues. All the black books are really decent. Um, like, I mean, Forge World's great at doing this sort of stuff. L. Johnson, I actually really, really like him. Um, I like that he's got a couple of options for different things. Um, you know, yeah, it just very, very cool model, kind of what I expected for Lionel Johnson. But I mean, we've seen this model for fucking months now. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's not new. Um, we've known that the book is starting, uh, is coming out. Like, that's that's nothing new. I, I'm actually really pissed off that the preview was like the Crusade starts here, and I'm like, no motherfucker, the Crusade started like 14 months ago. When I'm you started sure they doing said like that 14 months ago, right? Yeah, like 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 fucking like Road to Thramas shit mm-hmm. and all this stuff, and then you know we we saw fucking Lionel Johnson, like you know the fucking uh, what are these Night Lords Terminators called? Conteca Terminators that they put out, which. Look, they're really cool Terminators. Very Night Lordsy. There's a dude with a meat hook. Yeah. Uh, there's there's guys with you know like fucking all sorts of like body parts arrayed over their Tartarus armor. Like it's it's really Night Lords. I like it. Um, but we saw them ages ago. Um, somebody actually sort of said to me, "Oh no, you haven't seen these." And I'm like, "No, I've seen these before." 
no, 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 no. Can I quote these you where ones, you saw them? These ones are painted. You've never seen painted ones before. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> yes, Road to Thramus Part 3. So February this year is where we saw the uh, the Contikis. Yep. Yep. Maybe that's what these guys are actually doing. Is maybe they're on like the the Great Crusade Kentucky tour? Certainly seems like it. There seems to be a lot of cultural appropriation going on, right? Like bone <laughs> fetishes and skull masks and stuff. It feels like they've gone to like the Pacific Islands somewhere and just come back with an array of various stuff. Yeah, so they like yes, went the on like Pacific a Islands week... were big into flaying people, of course. Yeah, yeah, they, they went on like a, 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 a six week tour and they drank themselves stupid for like five weeks and six days. And on the last day, they just went to the shittiest market they could find and just bought a bunch of shit. Yep, that's that's pretty much these dudes. Um, but no, I get, like, they get, don't get me wrong, they're, they're cool. I think if you're a Night Lords player, you're probably going to like these guys. Um, I don't play Night Lords. I have no interest in playing Night Lords. Um, I still think they're pretty cool. Uh, I love their, I, I love the weird, like, are they chain blades? Like, they're sort of yeah. like they're chain blades, or are they just like serrated blade, like power swords or something? I can't work that one out. No, they're chain blades. They've got the they've got the axle at the top, and it and looks like an engine built in. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, like, you know, that that's all really cool. You know, like Volkite dudes are always really nice. Like, I, I think that's a cool thirty k thing. Um, yeah. So so really nice. But I mean, we've seen it. We've seen Lionel Johnson before. Like, he's he's really cool. He he looks like um, yeah, like he was like an absolute badass, right? But mm-hmm. we've seen him before and we've, you know, we've known the books coming out and then it was kind of like, so what's like, like they, don't get me wrong, Forge World has done previews and releases like this in the past, but there's always been something. There's always been like just one, one extra little bit, right? And I was sort of thinking on Friday, I'm like, oh, maybe there's going to be like one little Dark Mechanicus thing because it's supposed to be like Dark Mechanicus shit and like Thramus nothing nothing at fucking all and i mean somebody else said to me they're like oh but you know pandemic i don't like it, it, it's been a pandemic since march like what the fuck have they been doing for the year the year before that mm-hmm. like these these guys are not like coming up with units and sculpting them and then releasing them in fucking books in, in inside of like six months that's not how this works guys like these fucking books that they print in China were most likely fucking printed and boxed about the same time as this pandemic hit. Like that, that's, that's the scale that this has to kind of work out. Right. So potentially this book was supposed to come out a bit earlier on this year. That's fine. But I mean, like, uh, like I, I just don't get it. I, I don't get what the fucking deal is anymore. Um, it's either a dead system, right? Mm-hmm. Or you're going to support the system. This this is not supporting it. Like, this is shit we saw a year ago. Like, and there's nothing else. And then, like, I saw something today on, like, the Mechanicum page on Facebook. And somebody was like, oh, my God, you know, Book 10 confirmed as being, you know, the Mechanicum Civil War. And I was just like, calm down, motherfucker. Like, you're literally going to have to be, like have your brain removed and put into a fucking robot to live long enough to see them release book 10. Mm-hmm. Like that's just, ugh. yeah. And to be perfectly honest, as I said to you just before we hit the record button on this episode, 
I'm the idiot for getting excited, right? I'm the idiot for getting excited. I should have just been like, ah, oh, it's going to be shit, right? And then it'd be fine. Okay? No problems at all. What I don't fucking get and what really pisses me off more than like Forge World's bullshit, okay, is like all the fuckwits out there that are like, this is amazing. This is so great. Oh, it's amazing. You know, and if, if, and if somebody else fucking writes on fucking Facebook, oh, obviously heresy's not fucking dead because, and it's just like, where's the automatic fucking pervase that they showed us three years ago? <laughs> That's my fucking response, right? Like, where is it? Yeah. Like, what the fuck's going on? Like, if they gave a shit about this game and this game system, like they did once upon a time, we'd have that. We'd have all the little fucking option bits, right? We wouldn't have them repackaging shit that they that they fucking sold us at one point and was like, say, ten bucks, and now they've repackaged it, bought it back from the dead, and they're selling it for twenty dollars. Like, on on top of that, somebody uh, somebody else I was having a chat with the other day who'd picked up some of the um, the magazine versions of the black books, like the paper covered mm, ones. The paper ones, yep. And, and somebody was like, oh, you know, it was really, you know, be completely fine if, you know, like, if it's all updated and shit, I'd buy them. And he was just like, no, 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 no. There is nothing in here that is updated. There's nothing that is, like, current rules, FAQs, any of that. No, it's it's exactly word for word, line for line, picture for picture, what was in the original black books. Which means they just started selling, I think it's the second black book as a paper version, or maybe it's the third black book as a paper version. Let me check, it's but carry on. fucking useless. Yeah. Like... Like, it is actually fucking useless. Like, if you want the fluff for it, you're better off going to fucking Lexicanum for it. You're better off going to 1D4chan for it. The rules are fucking useless. You can't use those. They got superseded years of fucking go. Like, it's... And they want, like... Like, how much, though, if you're on the Forge World page, how much are those books in Australia? I am on the Forge World page. Uh, all I have to say to you at this point is hold on to your butt because they are $104 for the softback version each. Yeah. Like, it's it, uh, it's just absolutely fucked. I, I, I don't... At this point, it's like... Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, Disney could learn something from Games Workshop and flogging a dead horse. Like, that's the only place I can go with it. And the worst thing are the people that are like, no, it's great, and it's this, and it's that, and it's, oh, it's so amazing, see all this shit. And it's like, they're the same people that, when Games Workshop proper releases, fuck, I don't know, a Primera Space Marine, they have this insane meltdown, and, oh, you're destroying this, and you're doing this, and oh, all this sort of stuff. And then whenever they get pissed on by Forge World, they're like, it's champagne, it's great. And, like, that's what fucking pisses me off more than anything else. It's like, I like to be positive. I like to be so positive. I'm, like, the first person to be, like, look, when these guys do something good, and if you listen to our last episode, right, we're like, mm. hey, Games Workshop did some great stuff. Let's give them some fucking props. A mistake should not have happened in the first place, but fixed it. Things got done. It's great. And then Forge World's just like, nah, fuck it. We'll just show them the same shit literally tell them it is something new right <laughs> and they will fucking believe us it, it's just bullshit anyway i'm i'm still really fucking angry about this as i'm sure you can tell so let's move on to more exciting yes. things 
Yeah, I will pause here just to get my rant out of the way as well, since you got one. Oh, good. Um, yeah, yeah, right. Like, you know, we're, we, you know, as we're still meant to cover heresy content, and it's been a while since we've covered heresy content, so we've got you being angry about the heresy. Um, my turn. The book series needs to end, right? Like, end the black books. Give me a terror book. Give me all of the rules for all of the legions and, like, a specialist unit per legion or whatever. And call it a day. Move on to something else. Go and do some other conflict in the margins of the of the 41st millennium. Well, the, well this, this, is, this is the kind of thing, right? It's like, I... Uh, I'm agreeing with you because, I mean... Uh, I'm really... So, like, like, let's say, like, Book 9 probably still has stuff in it that came out of the pen of Alan Bly. Yes. Okay? And probably was figured somewhere in his consciousness and his plan. I'm not convinced that much after this book is going to have anything to do with it and isn't just going to be some sort of, like, piece of shit that's going to be, like, you know, 250 bucks when it comes out in hardcover. There's not going to be enough cover, not, not enough copies for the number of people that actually want the book. By the way, if you do want the book, it's on pre-order on, I think it's the 4th of September, they said. Yeah. Which is about yep. the only new piece of fucking news that we had. Um. And, like, I think the quality is just going to be fucking shithouse compared to what we're used to. So, yeah, I, I'm kind of on the same page as you, man. It's kind of like, give us a fucking Solar War book, mm-hmm. right? And then just, I don't know, fit, fit, kind of finish it up. Because, I mean, this this weird, like, half-life thing fucking, like, they're doing a great job at putting... 30k into the fucking golden throne for 10,000 years. It's not quite yes. alive. It's not quite fucking dead. It eats some poor bastards every so often. Yep. And like, I just... Uh... So, okay, so here's my theory, right? And it's not particularly a theory. It's, you know, pretty much stated fact um, that, you know, as we know, Alan Bly was very much the the driving factor behind heresy as a game system. Um, and it feels like we're all still operating like he's not dead. Like, as much as it sucks that he's gone, and that's terrible and a tragedy for everyone who knew him, um, it feels like we're still operating on this assumption that somehow he's going to come back and write the Solar War, and it's going to be great. Yeah. Or that and he's got that, sort of had that in the can, and it's it's going to be excellent. In practice, what we've got is, as you know, people in Forge World have said, nobody could keep up with the the schedule that Alan Bly was on for heresy. And so all we've got is this like shambolic zombie thing that we've got going on now. Um, and it would have been much better to put a pin in it, give us a terror book, call it a day. Uh, all the grognards who love the heresy can still play the heresy. You can still release models every once in a while with, with experimental rules like the saber tanks or whatever, but everyone's got their prime mark. Everyone's got a unit. Everyone's happy, and you know you can just play it as a as a closed loop system uh, for as long as you like, and then they move on and they do you know for example fires of Syraxis, or they move on and do some other little doodle in the margins and um, stuff like that. Yeah, no, yeah, like, like and and the thing is that it like I don't want to agree with that, but I don't know any other way to kind of move forwards with it because. Oh, for the love of God, do not agree with me. I'm catching so much heat on Facebook for that opinion. Um, yeah, so no, no, somebody no, no, no. has to be the friendly face of the podcast. <laughs> no, but it's, 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 it's seriously true. And this is from, like, you know, 
a, a podcast and, and I sort of went back and had a look the other day because we've had some issues with our host and we're moving hosts and all this sort of stuff. But, um, you know, we, we, we started this podcast back in, in 2014, like Rob and I. Um, and then, you know, fairly soon after, you know, you were, you became a bit of a, a regular feature on the podcast yourself, Doug. And, and then obviously, you know, we, we are where we are here now for, for the greatest amount of time this podcast has been a 30 K podcast, um, you know, first basically 30, 30 K podcast in Australia, one of the first in the world. I think the only podcast that, um, predates us in, being as heresy centric as us is probably the imperial truth um which is greg dan's podcast um over there in the uk um so like i mean <laughs> we, we we were there in the beginning we've been running events for basically the entire time that we've been podcasting that are heresy events um and yeah it, it's really fucking painful but i mean it's it's kind of true I, I don't think there is anybody hanging around at forge world or a games workshop that is going to be able to put in the effort and the energy that you know alan bly put into it um and even if they did there is definitely a sense that since alan sadly passed away um there is nobody that games workshop is going to listen to now whether that's the accounting guys or, or you know whatever part of the company it is but somebody in there is like well hey we you know we've spent all this money doing heresy stuff and we've had this insane schedule for releasing heresy stuff and now alan's not around and we don't have to like you know do what alan says well fuck it we're gonna go do all these other things so i mean like yeah i i don't mind if it's the sort of thing where you know maybe twice a year you get a release and they're filling in a few little things with experimental rules and we get, you know, maybe, and look, maybe we get two books for the Solar War, right? We get like a part one and a part two or something like that. But I mean, what's the quality going to be like compared to the first few books that came out? Well, that, that was what I was just looking at then, right? Like I'm looking at uh, the 3rd of August Road to Thramas, the, the last Road to Thramas they had. Um, and that's got the, what's it called? The table of contents for uh, Crusade, right? Comparing that, to the table of contents that I remember from books one, two, and three, there's just, there's almost nothing in it. It's like a psychic awakening book next to a codex. Like there's just nowhere near the content. Yeah, that's like, I, that, that's, that's exactly right. And I feel like, and, and look, I, I've spoken to, like, I sadly never ever got to meet Alan, um, but I've spoken to a lot of people that sort of have like worked around him and knew him quite well. Um, and he was somebody that you got the impression like he would almost personally write the bulk of these books mm. or at least map them out and then, you know, get other people to almost like copyright the books together. Um, as far as like all the, the, the story and everything goes. And I mean, even when you look at the other books that are the non 30 K books that he wrote, um, mm -hmm. With Forge World, you, you get the same impression in that is that he was a like singular vision kind of person and everybody around him kind of filled some gaps in, but it was really, he had mapped everything from start to finish and knew what was happening and how every bit fit together. And you get something like Thramus, right? And I mean, sure, it's important. Great. Yeah, we hit Dark Angels and all this sort of stuff. Um, if you don't have somebody like Alan, like 
there's nobody else to really fill everything in. It's not the sort of stuff that you can deal with by committee. Mm. Um, I think, you know, you'd be even better off going and grabbing like some of the authors and being like, hey, we need you to come in and like, you know, get through this stuff. And I think they do that. I think there is some sort of connection. I was listening to a, a Dan Abnett interview um, about a month ago and he was talking about a few things. But one of the things that you kind of got the feeling is that there's actually not too much connection between Forge World and what goes on with the Black Library writers. Mm-hmm. Um, that you almost feel like there's like one of those pneumatic like tube systems that they used to have in like banks and stuff for sending memos and checks. And it's like Forge World's in one building and Black Library's in another one. And then, you know, you get this little pneumatic tube and you unroll a little piece of paper and it's like, oh, what's it say? Thranus dot, 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 dot. <laughs> and then they're waiting a bit more and then they get the next one through and it's like Dark Angels versus Night Lords, dot, 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 dot. And it's like they're, they're writing things down as it sort of comes in, but there's nothing kind of there. Whereas, you know, if Alan was still around, he'd be the guy like firing the tubes back and forth, the people writing his own stuff in it. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I don't like your idea, <laughs> but it's probably, it's probably the humane way to deal with it as a system. And I mean, the other really good thing about heresy, right? And the heresy community is, and we've seen this for the last few years, Mm-hmm. as much as there is this weird cognitive dissonance that goes on with a lot of people that play heresy right that kind of go no forge world is so amazing and they can't do anything wrong given the first opportunity they take everything forge world does and completely fucking change it um <laughs> which i always found to be really cute but it's actually like a really good thing in a closed loop environment right because yes. What you're going to end up with, and the best the best example I can come up with, is Blood Bowl. Mm-hmm. So Blood Bowl was a dead game for over a decade, like properly dead, zero fucking support. Like literally, you couldn't get somebody to say the from Games Workshop to say the words Blood Bowl to you. Like you you couldn't get them to talk about it or or to even agree that it existed as a game once upon a time. That community was just like, we don't need your help, Games Workshop. Mm-hmm. Um, to the point where recently when Blood Bowl got resurrected in, into a second edition, and now they're going to like a third edition in the next little while with Blood Bowl, that Games Workshop has, having, <laughs> has been having to do a whole lot of work with the community because nobody that plays Blood Bowl isn't part of that community, and that community really has a problem with Games Workshop. So Games Workshop is pretty much having to sort of do a lot of bowing and scraping and kind of going, oh, hey, we're doing this. And now they're releasing a third edition after they've managed to convince everybody that second edition is a great place to be. <laughs> they've started it all off again. Yes. Um, which seems to be quite kind of hilarious. But I mean, Games Workshop very rarely learns from their own mistakes. Um, and I mean, I feel like that's probably the best place for heresy and it's probably the healthiest place for heresy yep. in that the community can probably triage it and nurse it back to health into some sort of game and structure that suits the community. Mm-hmm. The only thing that sort of really disappoints me, and I mean, it's probably the same for you, um, is that, you know, like our our big thing when it came to 30K and always has been, right, for the years and years that we've run events and, you know, partnered with other EOs all, all around the country and all over the world, actually, is we've always wanted more people playing heresy it's always been about like bringing heresy to more people getting like people that haven't played heresy and don't collect heresy into the hobby 
because that makes the hobby better, right? The more people, the less stagnation you're going to have, the more ideas you're going to have, and the more likely you are to find something you really enjoy and people you enjoy as well within a hobby, which makes it a healthy hobby. That's the only thing I'm a bit worried about. If it becomes closed loop and it sort of slowly dies and, you know, like, you know, properly dies off, not what it is at the moment, um, they, the number of people joining it are going to be, like, fucking zero. Like, sure, every so often you'll find somebody here and there that'll want to jump into it. But, I mean, like, not like when we had Kalf boxes and Prospero boxes. Um, yeah, I mean, sure, but you and I are mods on the Vidab War Reenactment Society, um, and that's a closed-loop campaign. And that's got how many people in it now? Oh, yeah, 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 like like, like, like 100%. 100%. And, I, and I'm sure there's a lot of people, like, I'm still, like, I, I still, I won't say probably fortnightly, right? I will bump into somebody else that goes, I'm kind of new to heresy. Um, here you guys run all these events and, you know, you don't mind having, like, newbies and you, like, show us the ropes and all this sort of stuff. Hmm. Um, how do I get into it? Right? How do I do this? How do I do that? Right? Like that that's still a pretty common theme for me is I'll get like a message from somebody or you know, whatever it is. Um, and that's really good. That makes me feel like it's it, it's healthy, right? But at the same time, I have a lot of conversations with people and they're kind of like, oh well, you know, like I read this Horace Heresy book and you know, whether this character was in it or they were talking about this. And like a great example, right? A number of people that are like, oh, um, I really want Atramentor for Night Lords. <laughs> and you're just like, are, like these, are these guys Atramentor? And it's like, no, they're not. Oh, so like they're already in the, no, they're not. No. Oh, so how do I, well, I guess you can make them yourself, but there's no rules for them. Mm-hmm. Um, or I don't know, maybe, maybe some, some, somewhere down the track we get them. I don't know, but probably not, not anymore. No. Like it's, it, it's kind of, yeah, it's, it's, it's disappointing because, I mean, you're sort of there and you're trying to answer people's questions and, you know, get them excited about something. And it's just like, you, you can't lie to them. You can't be like, oh, yeah, no, totally. They said Atramento were going to come out in like three months. You should totally drop like, you know, $1,500 in an army. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's not how you make friends. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know what the um, I don't know what the answer to the heresy question is. Um yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really not sure. I was, I was actually quite excited about being excited for some sort of preview, right? Yeah. Um, that was, that was kind of cool, uh, but yeah, I don't know. They could just be handling it so much better than they are at the moment. Anyway, I feel like we need to uh, move on to to bigger and better things from the preview. Yeah, I guess we should. Um, unless our third chair wants to have a rant. Good. Silent as always. Carry on. <laughs> uh, so the next thing that we got previewed, um, and by, by the way, I feel like this preview had a very much like start in the toilet and slowly get out of the toilet theme to it. <laughs> um, it's probably true, actually. <laughs> like, yeah, honestly, like it was just, uh, and, 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 Last thing about 30k, right? And from the preview, <laughs> they started with it, right? Like, I'm like, oh my god, it's got to be good if they're starting with it, right? It's gonna be like, uh, oh god, 
All it's right. almost like they rely on you not reading their articles. Right? If you hadn't but, read uh, Roger's Ramus, that would be exciting. And had stayed out of the community for, you know, the intervening 15 months it, or whatever. This is, this, 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 is, this is kind of like the conversation. So I actually had this conversation with, um, with Tim from I of Horus um, in a comment section, right? Mm. And he was like, you know, fuck the drip feed. Mm-hmm. Like he, he's he's like it's it just gets to the point where like you 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 super hard for heresy, and then by the time they get round to actually like releasing something, and they try to tell you it's new, it's like um we fucking saw you naked like a fucking year ago. Yeah. Like at this point, it's just it's just like we're not interested. Like it's just fucking no, no thanks. Yep. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Anyway, oh, Necromunda. Necromunda. Let's talk yes. Necromunda. So uh, the next thing they uh, announced was the House of Iron, which is the House Orlock um, campaign expansion book. Um, so so far they've done House of Chains, which is the um, Goliath one, uh, and I think the next one after this is going to be the Esher Esher one. Isn't the Esher one already out? Oh, is it? Potentially so. it is. Uh, Esher um, House of Blades. I think that's out. Cool. Okay. Uh, let's find out. Hang on. Uh, maybe not. I, I, I think four days ago about it. So yeah, I, I, I think once. I, I think once again, like it was previewed. I think we knew what. Like, okay. like obviously, so every, every 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 gang is getting their own expansion campaign yeah. book kind of thing. Um, but I'm pretty sure House of Blades is the next one, and it's coming out pretty quickly. And then so after that, it's probably like months. the um, the Cowdor stuff. Right, like so, the, the, the chick with the veil and uh, yeah, yeah. The so, they, so they actually went up on pre-order and yeah. sold out of pre-order in about two minutes. Yes, that's the one. <laughs> yeah, but weren't they meant to go up with with House of Blades? Isn't that what they were meant to be the release for? Well, I would have I would have thought that, but maybe not. Who knows? Anyway, but that's not here, what we're here to talk about. House of Iron. Um, House yep. Orlock got some new sort of – they've got basically – they've all got like champion and juve equivalents, right? So the the wreckers, I suspect, are meant to be the Orlock juve equivalents because they've all got like, you know, random pistols and high explosives strapped to their waists and stuff. Um, although interesting that they've given their juves the jetpacks, but that's fine. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm not – I don't think they're actually supposed to be Juves. I think they're just like a different type of like specialist fighter. Like, so they're like, they're, they're, they're like your, your mid run guys. You've then got some, um, I, I, I'm not sure if, if any of the guys in the box set. So there's, they also announced the box set, which is the Orcs, Arms, Masters and Wreckers. Right. So I think some of the stuff might be hired gun stuff, but I'm not too sure, um, how it sort of fits in there. Um, potentially it's just like, additions like you know you've got your normal gangers and then you know you maybe you want to take some wreckers or or something like that but basically we've got necromunda guys with jump packs which is cool <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah all the grab shoots from elysia have been transported over to necromunda um which is fine i guess but you know they've gone off the forge world page and now they're over here in necromunda um so we've got them and then we've got the arms masters as well who are like the the champions for the the gang um, so one of them's got like a 
reasonably cool looking actually drum fed um auto gun and he's pointing off and he's got the the gold chains around his neck and you know fully blinged out um and then there's the lad who looks like he's an aspiring iron warrior but not quite there right with the double power fist and the hammer <laughs> yeah yeah I, i'm i'm not too sure like i like his exosuit like mm, his exosuit that's what is I said very, too. like um, great yeah very like uh matt damon out of elysium uh mm. kind of thing which is nice um but I'm not I'm not sure about the giant hammer thing. Um, but hey, I mean, maybe that's what uh, people at the Playhouse will look like. Uh, my my favorite uh, pick for it is actually the Cyber Doggos. Um, yeah, yeah, they uh, they look really really cool. Um, sort of excited to uh, get maybe you know pick some of those guys up as well. I mean, I like the um, I like the jump pack guys. I like the that sort of stuff. I'm not a big fan of the all walk um, aesthetic just overall. Mm. Like, I find they're kind of the most generic humany kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, 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 like at least Goliath are like giant braided weirdos. Yeah. Like, yeah, like these, these these guys look like they you know like work at like General Pants Co and fucking you know do this after work or some shit. Well, that's the thing, right? Like House Cordor has the benefit of being poor and homeless, and so that's their sort of <laughs> shtick. Um, Goliaths have the 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 like twenty four hour gym that they all hang out at when they're not busy punching skulls in. Um, Delac are all you know wherever they go when they want to be weird and emo and. Whatever, and then yeah, Orlock are the guys who work a nine to five, and then go out and punch on down at the pub, and then go yeah. back to work. And and like, and like funny enough, like, like so so like Orlock's supposed to be like the like they're miners, right? Like mm. they're all about like the ferrous metals, hence like House of Iron. But it's it's like I don't know. I'd just use Gene Steel occultists. Like they look way more like fucking miners and shit than these guys do. Yeah. Well, there's a lad on the cover of House of Iron who's in a Gene Steeler mining suit. Oh, the guy with the hard hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like that. That would be that would be way way more like it. Like these these the like House Orc always made me think. Like the new sculpts of House Orc always made me think that it was like some sort of like high end fashion shoot where they were pretending to be miners. Yeah. If you get what I mean, like, it's just like, that's not, I don't, mm -mm. yeah, no. But in saying that, cool models, if you're an Orlock person, you'll probably love them. There are some great bits. There are some bits, as I'm sort of flicking through the minis, that I could really see myself using. Um, like some of the, the wreckers, there's a guy there with a, um, a really cool, like, respirator. Like, he's wearing his mask. He's being a good uh, citizen in these uncertain pandemic-y times, and he's wearing his mask and his goggles. Is that is that the jewel is that the jewel flamer guy? No, it's the one with the the knife and the pistol who's sort of descending. So the the back end of his mask is trailing. He's oh, the yeah. one on the flight stand. Yep, yep, yep. Um, although I think yeah, the the pistol guy also has a mask, but uh, this guy has like the the ones that cost ten dollars instead of two, um, with like the <laughs> yep. respirator out the front. Uh, yeah. So there are bits that I would use. I'd love to use some of the jump packs on. Something, maybe gene stealers, maybe my neophytes aren't <laughs> hiding underground, maybe they're like in a Valkyrie up top and they just drop, grab shoot in, um, which I could see myself doing. Yeah, yeah. No, like, and that's, I, I think that's one of the cool things with um, all the Necromunda stuff is it's like mm -hmm. you can always find like something to use them for if you don't want to use them for Necromunda. 
Um, yes, he says, looking at the two sump crocs he has up top somewhere. Yeah, and I'm sitting here looking at a uh, subjugator patrol. Um, <laughs> which I started oh, I've got them up there, there too. Yeah, no. God, they're nice models. And actually, you know what? The subjugator patrol is such a better kit than the just the, the patrol kit. Oh, nice. Good. Like, it's so much easier to build. It's so much easier. Like, it goes together so much better. That fucking patrol kit was a nightmare. Um, <laughs> yeah, I got, I got one of those. Um, and then got my own shields because I built them before the subjugators came out. Uh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so... Um, I, I'm just still stuck where I really don't know what helmets I want to use because as much as I actually yeah. like the subjugator helmets, I, I just don't want them to be 100% enforcers kind of thing. So yep. um, we'll have to still work that out. All right. Uh, next thing they previewed was uh, the Warhammer 40K stuff, which was really cool. And yes, I, th I think an this abomination. Is, this, <laughs> I think this is the pretty... Uh, this was probably like, the, like one of the better parts of the entire night, and that was the... Um, in the dimensional planes drifter um which is the hexmark destroyer um yes. so everybody gets a cowboy it's apparently the name yeah. of this album uh, <laughs> which i mean kudos to games workshop on like picking a really random comedic theme and then like sticking with it mm -hmm. it's um it's actually kind of a cool I, I like that they're doing it. I, I like that it's like, it reminds me of like orc humor. Yeah. From that, the old days where it was kind of like meta humor stuff, but was still in game was still pretty grimdark, mm. um, which I quite like as opposed to like, say modern day Nurgle humor. Yes. Where it's yes, baked sure. into the game. You can't, if you don't want it, it's very difficult to get rid of it. Um, so it's kind of like, yeah, you know, like this guy's some like interdimensional, like planes drifter cowboy guy. Right. But it's like, that has absolutely no bearing on the game. Like, it's just like, it's just a cool kind of thing that's there. Um, I absolutely love this model, by the way. Um, not sure what you're thinking. Uh, yeah, I, um... you're probably trying to get over the revulsion that it's got more guns than your Kellermorph does, mate. I am. I had. I have to bring two Kellermorphs to get that many guns. Um, <laughs> but that's fine, I guess. Like it. I really like the the fact that like all of the guns are connected to that giant generator on his back. Yeah, it sort of reminds me of like. Did you ever do that thing where you you make a giant bowl of punch at like a house party? Yeah. And and like you make it so alcoholic that you could strip paint with it, and yep. then you get like ten people and everybody gets a straw. Yes. Yeah, 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 like it's yeah. not. Yeah, fair. There's a bit of that, and I mean, that's obviously his his trans warp corridor thingy as well, right? Like he's warping around with it; it's powering his guns. Um, mm. Makes him feel actually a lot like, which I kind of like about him, a lot like a video game boss. Like you shoot the big green glowy thing on his back, and it's his weak point. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I see that. That's pretty cool. Um, which I kind of love. Uh, I love the idea that he's sort of flitting around, warping in and out. Um, I like that he's got the same sort of uh, leg structure and overall aesthetic as the the new Scorpec dudes. Yeah, so, so like this... All that sort of stuff. So he's, he's not bad. I I still don't like him because he's got more guns than, than Texas Red, my <laughs> Kellermorph. But um, look, I can I can learn to get past that. Yeah. I, the thing that I really love about this guy um, is that 
he's a destroyer, right? He's a hex mark destroyer, mm-hmm. which is what happens when a death mark becomes a destroyer. Up to now, destroyers have all been floating dudes, right? Like, it's just, we've got destroyers and there's some heavy destroyers and that just makes the guns bigger, right? But all the fluff has always said that, like, destroyers modify themselves. Yes. Right? Like, not all of them become floaty dickheads. And it's really nice to now have one that's not a floaty dickhead. Um, And it makes me think that, like, it'd be really cool uh, to potentially have some other, like, you know, almost have, like, for each of the the specials, like, obviously not, like, not warriors, right? But, like, for the, the more individual Necrons, if mm. that's not an oxymoron, um, what would they look like if they became dis- destroyers? So, like, a Praetorian destroyer? Yeah, so, like, uh, some, like, close, stuff, like yeah. some, like, insane close combat beast. Well, isn't um, that the Scorpex? But they're not destroyers, are they? Yeah, they're Scorpic destroyers. Oh, they are. They are. So that's why that's they're... why the hex are, that's why the hex mark has the same legs as they do. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So they, that's yeah, sort of the exactly. new walkie de, walkie destroyer aesthetic is three legs. Yeah. Um, and a few extra arms. Yeah. Well, there you go. Like, 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 kind of like, hundred percent. That's that's exactly the sort of stuff that's that's really cool. Is that it's like it's been hinted at in war for so long. And I think the other really interesting thing is like when you look at this dude and he's got his like giant fishbowl on his back mm. um, that's connected to all of his weapons. Like, it doesn't seem as perfect as what it should be if he's a Necron because yes. he's kind of it, it looks modified. Yep. And it almost gives you a bit of a template if you wanted to like convert necron stuff which i think is one of the most difficult things you could ever want to do yeah. is try and like do necron conversions characterful necron conversions definitely right like yeah like good ones character yeah <laughs> <laughs> fair fair yeah. even even his extra arms right like there there's the bits that are obviously legit necron and then there's like if you can see it there the the part where they actually join to his body looks really spindly and almost like he's just mm. gotten whatever metal is to hand and welded it on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just, like, jammed it on the end. It's just mm-hmm. like, I want six guns. Yes, that's right. I, why can't I hold all these guns? <laughs> yeah. So, no, very, very happy with him. And I love his helmet. I love, like, the, the, the multiple spider eye thing. Like, I love the horror aesthetic is still driving through it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you could make a really, really mean-looking one, right? Like... Even without converting it, you could you could make it look much more grim, dark, and oh, imposing. Shit, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or you could give him a cowboy hat and go pew pew pew. <laughs> the choice is really yours. I feel like that's going to happen a lot. Um, yeah. And then the uh, the the next couple of things they bought out for forty k are actually uh, well, two of them are books, and one of them is like a terrain set. Um, so let's have a quick chat about the terrain set before we jump into the books. Uh, so we saw the Vertigus. Uh, Battlefront Battle Zone Manufactorum. Yes. Uh, so this is basically some ruined walls mm-hmm. uh, with some. I think one of them's got like a second story floor, but it doesn't look particularly big. Uh, we've got some sort of um, self big red self composting bin by the looks of it, and some uh, pipe work. Yes. Uh, which is, I mean, it's it's a thing, uh, which is great. Uh, so yeah, like, I mean, in, in, they, they said this for back when they released probably eighth edition, right? That they were going to be releasing a bunch of like Imperial terrain that was all different types. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm pretty sure they've talked about the Manufactorum stuff for like ages. And so we're, we're now seeing it here. Uh, personally, I mean, I could take it or leave it. I don't think that it's that much different from anything they've done before. Yeah, I'm in much the same boat. I don't know that I'm running out to get it. Yeah, and, and I mean, it's probably going to be fairly expensive. Um, the terrain really does seem to be... Yeah, don't know. Yeah, it's... it's well, it's it's what? It's a double board and a bunch of terrain at the moment on the Games oh, Workshop this website. Is, this, this, this is, this is, this is going to be like 150 to 250 bucks. Uh, keep going, because if I remember oh, correctly... Right. Um, they've got the, where is it? Sorry. Uh, this is excellent pod to me to sort of looking at stuff. Um, there we go. So the, uh, the battlefield expansion set that they released when they did all like the command set and all that sort of thing yes. is basically half of that. And it's 150 bucks. Right. So this is going to be $300. Great. Yep. No, no, thanks. Don't need that. Yeah. Um, it, well, okay. So what it looks like you'll get is you'll get, uh, about the same amount of building maybe one extra sprue of building if you're lucky um double the pipes one composting bin uh which is what you get in the the expansion so they might go to 200 because it doesn't look like they're adding two full sets okay it's still going to be i reckon it's pushing 253 um because it's got two boards in it and you'll still need two of them to make a full 2000 point board because mm, two attractive. boards will only get you 1,000 points. Yes. <laughs> Which, honestly, I'm quite enjoying. I could play more 1,000-point games, but that's neither I always did. I always did, like, small games for 40K, to be mm. honest. Really enjoyable. Um, and, I mean, even the uh, even the auto-coral transmitter... Oh, whatever. Um, I've got 100 things that look like that. Yeah, I, that's, that's what I mean. Is It's like... <laughs> I was on Thingiverse the other morning and there were like 80 yeah. billion of these kind of things sitting on there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Do yourself a favor. Just fucking print something <laughs> cheaper. Uh, so okay. You so th- get Urban Conquest for cheap because that's got most of that stuff in it too. Yeah, that's actually true. Yeah, yeah. Some of those sprues are really good. Um, all right. So, and then they gave us uh, a sneak peek at two books. So the first one is the first crusade supplement for 40k called uh, Beyond the Veil. So this is all about setting your crusade games inside of the Pariah Nexus, uh, which is like the area of space where all the uh, the Silent Kings appeared, mm. um, and they're you know blotting out all the uh, I don't know, like just all the psychic stuff. Everything's going dark. Uh, so that's pretty cool. So it says that included in the book is upgraded war gear, new battle traits, and more. Um, so there's a whole lot of battlefield conditions, missions in there, battle scars, all that sort of stuff. And it's kind of like aimed at the sort of stuff you would find within the prior Nexus. Now, it doesn't specifically state that you must play it within the prior Nexus. It's just an, op- it's just an option, right? Um, yeah. And obviously, with you know, it's a very Necron-centric kind of thing. So I don't know whether they're going to, you know, put a lot of effort into the Necron stuff. We really don't know much more than that. Um, I, I guess that's one of the biggest issues with actually listening to those two guys that do the Warhammer previews is they sit there and they tell you that they, you know, they saw this stuff the other day and they've had all these meetings, but they literally do not give you a single piece of information more than what you get in the fucking preview video. Yeah. Like, it's like, it's like you're not adding anything. Just shut the fuck up. Um, although, I mean, people scream that when they listen to our podcast. 
Yes, well, that's true, <laughs> but for different reasons, right? We just prattle, whereas yes. those guys have trouble. No, 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 no. I, I think the term Ben used was babble, not prattle. Well, yes, that's true. That's Slight true. difference. Slight uh, whereas difference. those guys feel like they've been given some talking points and then can't fill the space in between. Uh, we just fill the space in between with no actual talking point. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's that, that's really cool. Um, I think I'm going to want to get a bit of a look at it before I commit to paying money for it. If you know what I mean. Look, if it's less than so we were sort of we were talking about this a little bit about the second book, which we'll talk about in a second as well. Um, but I I bought several Psychic Awakening books for good or ill. Um, I paid my $75, I got my pamphlet of rules, uh, I bought one of them for four pages at the back that have all the Fabius Bile stuff in it, because uh, I'm good with money. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not sure I'm going to pay 75 bucks for Beyond the Veil. I might pay 30 maybe yeah, 40 I, I think, I think the... Push. I mean, I, I don't think it's going to be $30. Um, no, Sorry, if you can hear me zipping and unzipping stuff, I'm just looking for a, a phone charger because I'm currently reading this off of the phone so I don't have to potentially give Skype a, a coronary as I attempt to... Um, um, there we go. Skype's shitting itself. Yeah. Nope, nope, all good. So, I, I don't know. Like, it, it could be good. Uh, I Again, I guess jokes on me though, right? Because I bought uh, Monsters and Mercenaries and I bought the Tome of Champions for Warcry. I'm just I'm just going to say that we all bought Monsters and Mercenaries for some really fucking odd reason. So there's now three copies of that book in our gaming group. Because we're good with money. Um, <laughs> Actually, so, I think that was a communication problem. Yeah, maybe. Because I then ended up with two of those books. How did you um, end up with two? Wasn't one of them Ben's? Yeah, no, no, no. One of them was Ben's. But Ben gave it to me because he didn't ask whether I had one. Uh, and I didn't realize that I'd already been given one. Good. So I I was like, oh, that's mine. Great. I, I had paid for that. So I went and like put it on the shelf next to the other one. I was like, I've already got this book. That's really odd. Excellent. Um, we are yeah. good at this. And then it took um, like three months to get it back to him. Um, and great. then he was actually saying to me the other day that he's like, oh, I don't know if I like Warcry or not. I'm like, awesome. Good, good. So maybe <laughs> one of us will buy Crusade then. Uh, I, I, like we were saying, <laughs> just by complete I, accident. Yeah, right. Like it'll just fall into a cart somewhere. Um, I think I want to play more Crusade before I buy an expansion. Yeah, no, 100%. And I'm happy to. Like I... I'm happy to sit on the core rules until, because I mean, because all the all the things they're talking about that are in there is just more of what's in the core book, right? More weapon upgrades, more battle traits, more battle yes. scars, and like I haven't exhausted what's in the core rule book yet. Yeah, that's that, that's exactly right. Like I think. Um... Maybe maybe part of this is obviously like COVID, right? Not being able to get out and play as many games and, and all that sort yeah. of stuff. But, um, you know, yeah, potentially like if, if, if the 40K rule set and the main Crusade rule set was supposed to come out, you know, quite a few months ago, uh, yeah. like we sort of got told it was. Then, then yeah, maybe this is dropping at the time when you're kind of like, yeah, you know, you've you've exhausted, you've probably done maybe one, maybe two crusade run-throughs with armies or something, and you're just looking for something new. Mm. Um, at the moment, it, it feels a bit like, oh, shit, like, yeah, we've got, like, a game in so far. And, like, yeah, sure, I'm sure there's people out there that have smashed through crusade and, 
and all of this and are going to love it. But I think for the the general player base uh, around the world, I think it's probably like, oh shit, like we haven't played anything yet. Yep. Uh, but anyway, yeah, it could be could be good. Um, try not to get too excited because then we'll get let down again. That's right. Uh, Should we talk then, about the one that you're not excited about then? The, the real doozy. Yeah, that's right. The, the one that the, will cost seventy five bucks and that none of us will pay for. And 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 the one that makes me go back on everything I said on our last podcast episode. Um, <laughs> so we're, we are, of course, talking about chapter approved tactical deployment. Um. How do you so, feel about tactical deployment, uh, Andrew? Yeah. I I, <laughs> I I feel like this is the book that makes, as I said, it makes it go back against everything I said about Games Workshop in our last episode, is I don't think they have any fucking idea about their player base if they release something like this. So literally, the two guys from the preview went, when they were trying to sum this book up without actually doing or saying anything, they went, well, basically it means if you bring your own terrain to a tournament, you get an advantage. Cool. <laughs> and I mean, that's something every tournament player wants to hear, right? Like, I... <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's so fucking terrible. The entire idea. I'm, I'm actually going to read you the blurb for it, right? The pack contains 18 new matched play missions, which will allow you to bring your own theme terrain and use it to create a balanced battlefield alongside your opponent for close-fought games. This is perfect for any Warhammer 40k player who wants to add a new element to their battles. It also makes it much easier for event organizers and clubs to run tournaments. No need to paint 500 ruins to populate the tables, run a tactical deployment event. Provide tables and a roof, and the participants will bring the rest. Yep. Um, so and basically, yeah... <laughs> All of all of your sort of uh, pre-game vitriol and everything that's leaking through now uh, about how Games Workshop doesn't understand their player base and stuff, it's exactly that last thing that is the main reason they're doing it. They're not doing it because they think the players will get a better experience out of it. They're, play they're doing it so that when people take photos of tournaments, it's not uh, 500 unpainted styrofoam L blocks. It's, yeah. you know, everybody's brought their own stuff from home. And it might look a little bit mismatched, but it'll all be painted and it'll all be actual terrain. And then they can say, look, this is what our tournaments look like. You should come yeah. and engage with this hobby. So around about, oh God, I reckon it's almost three years. It's probably two and a half years ago. Um, a, a, a chap in uh, Blighty decided to run a tournament. It's a rather sizable tournament, actually. A big tournament. It's a big city. It started with L. <laughs> um, and I was I was actually on vacation at the time. I was not supposed to be checking in on 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 things like this. But it um, even on the other side of the planet, sitting on a fucking beach with a, a drink in, in like a coconut with a little umbrella, <laughs> it managed to get through to me. And that was obviously the uh, the London GT abomination that is yeah like shoe boxes and shit on tables um and i think that this book this tactical deployment book is literally <laughs> do you want a tactical deployment book because that's how you get a tactical deployment book like that is literally why this fucking thing exists is it's like shit we do not want people seeing this garbage 
even at a competitive tournament, right? Like, and and I mean, like, you know, it's not just the London GT. They're just like the biggest fuck ups at it. It is like, you know, if anybody has ever had ever watched anything that was European team team championship, mm-hmm. like, um, I can't remember whether I was it Greece, Croatia. I can't remember which which fucking backwater in Europe it was. Um, <laughs> That asshole about Greek. Uh, uh, no, I actually love Greece. I, I, I would, I would, I would move to Santorini in a heartbeat. Jealous because um, better than here. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like, like, like some of the shit that you saw at these, like, the, these, these top tier tournaments, and I mean, like, I, I, I really don't. People rip on ITC. Like I used to rip on ITC like massively back in the day, like in seventh edition, and, and I mean there were reasons for doing that. You look at stuff like the LVO, right? You look at stuff like Adepticon. You look at stuff like Nova. You look at stuff like fucking um, the fucking Bay Area Open and things like that. Those massive tournaments in America never seem to fuck up the terrain. Yes. And I mean, there are so many people, and I mean, obviously, like, Frontline's a big one, but they sell these, like, pre-printed terrain sets. That are like cards, like basically like old school card stock almost. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't cost a lot of money. I mean, if you get people, to, if you get people to like you know sponsor your events, if you talk to those guys, I'm pretty sure they actually can send you some as well. Um, don't quote me on that, but I know for a few people they've helped them out in different areas. Um, there are ways to do this really well, and I think the community has been doing that for a long time. I, I mean, like you know, talking about like us as EOs and stuff like that. We're very used to getting people to bring terrain to events um if they want to do that sort of stuff um so i mean uh, it, it, as i said to you i i feel like th- this is fixing a problem that nobody other than gw thinks exists yeah and it it, it, it pisses me off because it, it's like i don't think this is a good idea right i think this is a fucking from what the, they told us about this last night i think it's a fucking terrible idea i don't think anybody's going to use it I don't think anybody's going to use it anywhere, right? Yeah. What could they have been doing instead of this? They could have been putting money and energy into something useful. Like, we, we, we could use some more Primaris Space Marines, right? Yeah. That'd be more fucking useful than this. I wouldn't say no to another Primaris Lieutenant. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking. Like, even like, even like a Vex- One in Gravis Armor. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. It's like, yeah, I mean, it, it is very much to fix exactly that problem. And like you said, right, like people dump on the ITC for the way they set up terrain, but it's always balanced. It's always still narratively sort of sensible. Mm. Uh, you're, never, you're never playing on something that doesn't fit the 41st millennium, even if it's kind of like playing on like low graphic settings sometimes. But that doesn't yeah. necessarily break immersion, right? Like, you, you can play a low graphics game and still be totally immersed, um, which is fine. I'm happy to do And it. And that sort of terrain highlights the miniatures. So if you're taking photos, you've got, like, mm. a cardstock bit of terrain with some miniatures fighting in front of it. It looks fine. Yeah. And, and I think you hit the nail on the head really early on in that they want us to buy 
this book off them for whatever the amount of money is, and it's not going to be cheap. It's going to be 70 bucks, right? They want us to buy this off them. They're telling us it's an amazing product and it's going to make our life better. They're making us pay them to fix a problem for them that they have with us. Yep. Like, if you buy this book, you're letting yourself be gaslit by fucking Games Workshop. Yeah. Like, it's 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 that fucking simple. If you give them 70 bucks for this fucking book and you like it and you think it is good, I, I just I just don't know how to deal with that. And, and that's coming from an AO. That, that's coming from somebody who has spent fucking thousands of dollars on buying terrain and, and stuff like that for my events, right? And working out how to fucking fill tables of terrain. And I mean... Games Workshop, here's some ways you could make, you could have done this and provided something good and valuable and probably succeeded in like fixing the problems. You could have got into making neoprene battle mats. Yep. At any point. I mean, funnily enough, I'm actually, I don't hate the boards. No, I'm enjoying them more, like the more I play on them. Yeah, yeah, like, 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 I don't mind them, but I mean, like, why the fuck aren't they neoprene battle mats? Yeah, not yeah, fucking fuck. hard. Um, maybe do something like, and I mean, fuck, this is like super down a rabbit hole. I mean, for a, a company like Games Workshop, and not for like everybody else in the fucking world, have some low cost terrain option. And maybe because of the world we live in at the moment and what it's going to be like over the next, say, five to ten years, that is like selling terrain STLs to print. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't that be a great place for Games Workshop to start dealing with the idea of 3D printers? And I don't want to get stuck down that rabbit hole, but I'm just saying, like, maybe that's a way to do it, right? Yep. Or, you know, like, do... And I mean, don't get me wrong, like, we were just ripping on, like, a bundle box. But do more bundle boxes or even like and they have the capacity to do this right their web store will handle this shit do a pick and mix like tournament terrain pack for people yep just have some option to get because i mean this is not it this is not it if if people have got problems with terrain and they still want to run an event and i mean like definitely like don't feel like you need to spend thousands of dollars on terrain like i'm just saying like we've spent that we've been doing it for so many years now Mm. but if you want to run something and you've got no terrain right run it the fuck anyway the most important thing when it comes to that sort of stuff is you actually got like the play spaces yes so like you've got like fucking six by four boards or whatever it is you want to play on top of and you've got tables for those to sit on, and it's secure, right? You're not going to, like, lean on a corner and flip fucking three armies into the air and destroy them. That's bad. That's what gets people not to come back, okay? And then you can say to people, hey, I need to borrow some terrain. I mean, I've lent out fucking tubs and tubs of terrain to all sorts of TOs and EOs all over the fucking country. Mm -hmm. Um People are really happy to do it. I mean, you know, obviously you don't smash their terrain up and shit, but, you know, you can borrow terrain. Game stores, you can borrow to Well, as long as the Games Workshop, you can borrow terrain from them um, or, you know, loan it out and that sort of stuff. But ask players. Like, people are pretty happy, and most people, as long as they don't live in, like, tiny fucking apartments with no storage space, they probably do have some terrain. 
Yep. And then you can just accumulate over time. But don't feel like you shouldn't run an event because you don't have terrain. But you, you also don't need a $70 book that's going to have some really weird fucking side effects. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on to something I'm actually super excited about. Yes. It, uh, before we do, I also don't like that it's called Chapter Approved. Oh, yes. Sorry. Yes, you did say that to me before. Um, yeah, total- so... Pre-game, we were talk- I was talking about the idea that I really don't like the idea that every half an idea that Games Workshop has that could sit in a white dwarf gets given a chapter-approved sleeve and then sold for 75 bucks. I'd much rather it just be in the white dwarf. People can use it if they want, and then you just sort of, you know, it, it eventually fades into obscurity, unless you want to work it into that year's chapter-approved. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with that. I mean, there's definitely a... Because of of how important I think this is to Games Workshop more than anybody else, mm. um, they probably wanted to stamp it with a with as much legitimacy as possible, and so you mm. put chapter approved and all this sort of stuff on it. Um, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. Just, but yes, just, it's just yeah. it's it's it feels like a white dwarf modification to the game that they've separated out, put a sleeve around, and are selling, and like you know. I'm used to that. Like I said before, I bought a bunch of Psychic Awakenings, which are basically a collection of White Dwarf <laughs> sort of army adjustments. Um, but that I don't think I will touch. No, no, no. That, that That's it. And I mean, like, at the end of the day, nobody anywhere likes player place terrain in any sort of, like, competitive no. setting, right? No, um, not competitively. I, I, I mean, pick up games at game stores with people that you don't know very well people don't like player place terrain for those. No. They will they they will like ask anybody, anybody else in the fucking world. They they will like drag in like a 78-year-old grandma that is like, you know, trying to spend her pension check to rearrange the terrain so that it it's not like one person has some sort of advantage. This book is literally about giving somebody an advantage for bringing their own fucking terrain to a game. Like right. I don't know yeah. Anyway, Warcry. Can we just do All Warcry, right. please? Yes. I... Let's get excited for Warcry because Warcry looks great. <laughs> or did we want to do Underworld? Oh, no, we'll, we'll get the rest of it afterwards. Warcry yeah. is exciting. Warcry looks cool. Um, so miniatures, nothing new. The, the uh, Dark Elves. Had, had we before. seen all of them? Because oh, I'm not pretty sure I hadn't seen elves. all of them. There were a couple that uh, we'd only seen like once. I don't know that I've seen the guy with the the blue ectogism coming out of his hands. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I hadn't seen him, and I don't think I had seen the um um the, there's there's like a there's like an assassiny looking looking dude with like a, a blade over his head that's like got a bit of a like a shadow cloak out the back. Mm, um, I hadn't seen I hadn't a double seen... crossbow dude. Yeah, so I think we'd seen like four or five of them. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but there's there's a few here that are new. Um, as a dark elf player, I I love these guys. I think they're yeah, absolutely they amazing. Yep. Uh, I will have them. Um, yep. I there's 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 one guy in here. Where is it? I'm just trying to find them. I'm flicking through the the warband now. So there's there's one guy that that looks a little bit boring, but I mean, even in looking a bit like he's just got like a blade, and then he's got like one of those like Romulan punch daggers in the other hand. Um, and he's got a bit of a crown thing 
Tiara going on up the front. But I mean, chick like, is running forward. I don't know. Is it a chick? Is it a dude? I'm not entirely sure. Looks like it's a, a um, not sister of slaughter. The other one, which. Yeah, it looks like some sort of witch elf kind of thing going yep. on. Um, but I mean, like, like that's the worst one there. And that's only relative to the other amazing sculpts. And that's still a pretty cool sculpt. And I really like it. So, um, Do you know, one of the things I'm appreciating about these, well, actually, there's two things I appreciate about these elves. Number one, uh, the lads are as scantily clad as the girls, which is great. <laughs> I love that. Uh, sometimes even wearing less than the girls. So, you know, yay, um, empowerment, gender equality, blah de blah blah um, But also, the girls are all wearing pants, which is not the case on the Age of Sigmar versions of all of these. <laughs> so Props Games Workshop for reminding these ladies that it's cold out and that they're not going out dressed like that, not while they live under this roof. Um <laughs> Take going a to fucking some, sweater with you. That's right. They're going to put some goddamn pants on before they go out and murder some chaos cultists. Um, so that I like. I, I also like that the boys all have the cutouts on their pants as well. So, you know, it's just going to get chilly and chafy and awful for them. Um, <laughs> you know, the girls are at least a bit sensible. No heels either, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I've actually, I think I've actually just found a new favorite, and that would be. Um, the the golden face mask with a giant tongue and she's throwing javelins yes she's great um that's that's absolutely amazing um mr javelins the first time around so but but yeah no i yeah yep. really cool the, now that i've seen the whole squad i think i just sort of glossed over them on the night but now that i've mm. seen the whole squad i think i like them a lot more than i was expecting to yeah, I mean, like, I looked at the previews and I was just like, oh, mad dark elves. Like, I just need those in my life anyway, like, regardless yeah. of what they actually are. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think they're fantastic. Really good. Yep. Uh, and then we get into the Scions, Scions of, the of the Flame. Sorry, yeah. I was I was trying to read that off the, off the thing and it was Fire Scions of the Flame. And I'm like, no, <laughs> yes. they're just missing a semicolon. Right. Literally <laughs> on fire, Scions of the Flame. Um, yeah. yeah, these guys we've seen before as well. I think we've seen the whole warband before for these guys, but they're cool. Okay, so 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 personally, um, because these guys really didn't interest me, I'd seen the chick, the like the, I imagine she's going to be like their cheapest kind of one, the the, the chick with the double handed battle axe, but the little bit of fire. Um, no, I don't know. She just got a fire tattoo on her leg, and that's it. Yeah, and like, a little bit of fire out the top of the axe. Oh, okay, that's what that is. Yeah, thought it was just like spaghetti or something. <laughs> um so i think i've seen her and i think i've seen like the really like fucking like overly ripped dude um with the giant backwards swinging flaming axe yep um which is i i mean get, oh my god you can't look too closely at the the miniatures the games workshop makes that have these like effects on it that are obviously like they're supposed to show motion right yep because Inevitably, the bottom of the model doesn't match the top of the model. Yes. Um, yeah. Which is just crazy. Um, also, the guy's delts are just way too fucking huge. Uh, <laughs> been swinging that axe he, for years, mate. No, I, he, he, he wouldn't be able to swing the axe like that if he had delts <laughs> that big is probably more of the issue. 
Um, yes. He's got muscle groups sitting inside of other muscle groups at the moment. But I mean, it, like he, he, he's still like, I really love the overly brutish, like Conan kind of stuff. And, and for Warcry, it's perfect. Yes. Um, so no, I'd, I'd seen like those two and that was it. Um, oh, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. I hadn't seen the other like young flaming bolus guy who's... He's great. I love him. He's he's kind of cool. I like him. Looks like it's his first uh, day on the job. He's like, I've got to prove myself. I'm on probation. <laughs> Things not to do on the first day of jobs. Play around with Molotov cocktails, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> Unless your job is the silence of the flame, in which case, play away. Um, I, I I I don't even mind like the, like the weird zigzag daggers and stuff, yep. which is kind of cool. Um, but once you're obviously like high enough up as a sign of the flame to get a helmet. Uh, and a face mask. Yeah. Um, I really like these guys. Um, they're really, yep. really cool. Uh, the dude who's like almost entirely on fire. I, I really like the face mask. Yeah, it's a great head. Hey, um, I, I think what I would probably do with this one is like paint it up instead of being like actually on fire. Is painted up like armor, like super stylized armor or something. Ah, uh, fun. Okay. Um, and and maybe like maybe the hands, if he's some sort of like magician, maybe his hands can be on fire. Yeah. Um, but the one that I really love is like obviously their their boss dude in like the samurai armor with the giant yeah, Ouroboros on his chest. Yeah. Um, I had obviously never seen this guy before. He is amazing. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Had hadn't seen a picture of this guy. Um, I was too busy reading Road to Thramus updates <laughs> the last four eight months. So yeah. I well, that's on you. So. <laughs> um. But I, I was saying this to you earlier today was somebody had photoshopped these guys on a Necromunda page uh, and all they had done is they took all the weapons away and they replaced them with like um, eviscerators, like big chain eviscerators and stuff. Oh, yeah. And like as a redemptionist cult, they look amazing. And so I feel like I will have some for Warcry because they look really cool. Um, and then I think they're going to get some chain blades and go into like a, an Imperial Guard army or something. Nice. Tell it. Yeah. I like it. Yep, they're cool. Um, I like that they're... Remember when the... Um, the other ones, the um, the ones who actually live in the Baron Spire. Um, oh, the... Um, oh, the gladiator God. ones. Yes, the tyrant... Tyrant something. Um, spire tyrants. Spire that's tyrants, that's it, yep. Uh, they're tyrants I mean, you know, and they live in the... They live in the spire. Um, yeah, that's um, it. Um... That's the one. The fucking, yeah, that's right. The the dictators in the spike. Um, no. Um, so remember our biggest problem with them was that they didn't really have any flavor of their own. They were just like Chaos Marauders, but yes. updated. Yeah. These guys do not have that problem. No, uh, no, 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 that's, that, like that's, the, that's it. The, like the consistent theme, the as you get higher up in rank, you get either more armor or more dragon scales or just more fire. Or all three, um, yeah. you know, and you get to cover up a bit as well, going from like <laughs> fighting in a loincloth and a cloak to full armor with under suit and all that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I, whoever the designers are for for Warcry, like I, I don't Kill know, it. man. They, they just, they, yeah, they're just so good at it. Mm. Like, yeah, love it. Um, so obviously these these guys are coming in a new starter set for Warcry, uh, which is called Catacombs. Yes. So uh, we're taking Warcry underground under the uh, under the the big spike, mm -hmm. um, 
and we're playing it down in the lava pits uh, in the catacombs, which is really nice. And so we're getting this double-sided board where one side is uh, the underground catacombs and it's all like, you know, individual rooms, <clears throat> uh, bridges over like lava pits, giant gates and portcullises, uh, and all sorts of really interesting stuff. It's got a very uh, old school Warhammer quest vibe. Yes. Which I really love. Um, lots of like scatter terrain as well, which yeah, really cool. Uh, and then the other side of the board is an above ground um, sort of thing with a lot, with a bunch of like terrain from the original Shadespire set. I don't uh, think that actually comes with it. No, they said it does. They said it does. Uh... You get you, you get you get that set of terrain, and you get the downstairs set of terrain. <clears throat> If you're a coward who's scared of lava, you could. Can... Oh, did they say that on the live stream? Did they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. That, that that was it. Was the and this is what I mean is that the guys actually looked at each other and they're like, "Hang on, did you get all?" And they're like, "Yes, yes. No, you you get all the catacomb stuff." Oh, yep. Yeah, and not the upstairs stuff. Original set. I'm seeing. Okay, cool. That makes sense. No, 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 no. It's yeah. It, it's like it's like a half and half set. Yeah. yeah. All right. Which is really cool. Um, and that will be out. I understand now. Continue. Uh, and that will be out at some point this year. Um, yes. which is pretty cool. So. Maybe maybe for Christmas, something like that makes sense. But I will definitely be picking that up, um, and I'd love to give both of those warbands a get, uh, both those warbands a bit of a go. Yeah, I think I might keep them and paint them, and then just go back to running three storm fiends um, and not having any friends. Yeah, that's right, because I'm a cheesy ass <laughs> power gamer who likes winning more than people. Um, although I did order rat ogres so that I'm not just running storm fiends anymore. So. Uh, yes, hopefully that will be fine. Slightly more fun to play, I hope. Uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, so then they they decided to preview a new season for Warhammer Underworld, yeah, called Diachasm. Um. Yep. Cool. Uh, I, I mean, the, the the problem I have talking about Warhammer Underworlds is I've actually never played it. Um, I've never felt the need to play it. I really like the models. And I love that you can use them in Age of Sigma. Yeah. But, and I've watched people play the game, and it just doesn't do anything for me. Yep, agreed. Um, I um... But I hear it's a very good game. I know that the people that love it love it a lot, and that's yep. awesome. I just, I don't know. <laughs> yep. So we've got, um, so the, the, the new season is going to be um, Diachasm, as I just said, and it's re revolving around the Lumineth uh, Realm Lords and the Hedonites of Slanesh. Um, and from like some of the silhouette things we saw in the video, there's going to be some really cool models in there. Well, I was just looking at the box art then, and I suspect that the um, the dread pageant there, the Slaneshi team, mm. is one that I'm going to want to buy and add some bodies to. So there's a what looks like a double sized um, uh, beastman that's a little bit keeper of secrecy. Yeah, there's like a there's like a weird um, goat man kind of thing, which we, we've seen the silhouette for. And yeah, it's really cool. He's got like the backward like goat legs and all mm -hmm. that sort of stuff as well. Um, um, the I Dream of Genie chick at the front is also kind of cool. <laughs> Big hammer pants. Um, and yeah, and, and apparently there is like an owl in there, and they were saying that one of the rumor engines from a while ago was yes. actually the owl. It's the owl from that. Um, yeah. So that that bodes quite well. Um, and then the other really cool thing um, that we saw is apparently. Um, Lizardmen are getting a an underworld. Yep. Uh, and we saw the um, Otter Patel 
which is a which is a chameleon skink, um, who's really really cool. Yep, nice to see some modern Seraphon sculpts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although definitely with that paint job, it looks like he's just taken like a mad bong rip uh, through <laughs> his blow dart, and it's just like smacked him, and his eyes are like just <laughs> spiraling yeah, back heaps. Um, well, did you notice where he's storing his dart? In his toad. In his toad. His poisoned because... toad. So if he's inhaled one of his darts, he's kind of fucked. <laughs> oh, love it. Um, so that's really cool. Um, I, I mean, I feel like I should... Somebody actually said to me the other day, they went, oh, if you don't want to play it, just get the computer game because it's exactly the same thing. I'm like, oh, yeah. really? Like, yeah, yeah, it's literally the same thing. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> But um, no, it's such a cool source of miniatures. Um, yes, definitely. So hopefully you Underworlds players out there will really enjoy it. Uh, and then they also said that they were doing um, an arena game, Arena Mortis, uh, which I think is, yeah, it's still under the Beast Grave. So it's still the current season that it's under. Um, and basically the idea behind this is some sort of um, multiplayer system. Um, cool. Sounds cool. good. <laughs> Neat. All right. And then the uh, the last part of the preview that we got last night is Age of Sigmar. Sure is. Um, why don't you... Because, I mean, you, you play more Age of Sigmar than I do, so why don't you run us through Shadow and Pain? I did. Uh, well, I do, although I have sold everything except my Steam Tanks now, so uh, I'm not playing much Age of Sigmar anymore. But um, uh, Shadow and Pain is our new... Well, not starter box, but our new box for Age of Sigma. I think they call uh, them battle boxes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And packed. and this is much more of a tradition for Age of Sigma than it is for 40k, right? If you if you've only played 40k, it might be weird that they're getting boxes randomly all the time. But they did yes. this for ogres and Ossiarch Bone Reapers. They did this for Skaven and uh, was it goblins that came with that um, and all that sort of thing. And so this is yeah. it's, it's often a way for them to pump out either a new unit or a couple of new characters. Um, and effectively force you to buy a, well, not force you, but get you to buy a $250, $300 box for two characters. Um, If I were being cynical, that's what I would say. Like, (laughs) but you know what I mean? Like, they don't just release a new character anymore. They release, like, a battle box with two of those characters and some units um, and that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, And so this one is uh, Daughters of Cain and Slanesh, Eden Knights of Slanesh. Um, and that's sort of, uh, and so the, the characters are cool. We can talk about those, and then we can talk about maybe some of the implications for the the lore of AOS. Um, um, yeah, like one one thing I've just sort of noticed from because I'm looking at like the the full picture of everything in the box. Mm. Um, you know, it looks looks very very pretty. Um, are those new endless spells? Uh, yes, I noticed them too. I wonder if they might be. Uh, or if they're just terrain, because that that spike thing at the back is not on a base that I would expect to see an endless spell on, and neither are those pillars. So I think they're just terrain. Just just terrain or something. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, they look I like mean, they, they look cool. They look like bits off other things, maybe that have been co-opted. Okay. All right, um, I don't think they're endless spells. And these these boxes normally don't have terrain in them either, so you've probably got. Um, oh no no no! Like I wasn't thinking they were in the box. I was oh, yeah, thinking yeah. like maybe we're seeing something else in the background, kind of thing. Which they they, they yeah. do a lot of yeah, on purpose. That's true. That's true. Um, um, so there's nothing new unit wise in the box. You get some um, 
uh, what are they called? The the crab claw ladies. Uh, demonettes. Demonettes. Hell, you, get you get some demonettes. You get some hell striders. We get two lots of hell striders, right? You can make them in either. Yeah. Either way. It well, actually, quick quick, quick question: Have you have we had mortals on hell striders? Yeah, there's a there's a box. Hang on, let me see if I can find them. Because I mean, I think I've only ever seen the, the, the demonettes with the hell striders. I think the demonettes are the objectively better choice. So if they give you the full sprue, ah, okay, you're yeah. never going to see the mortals on them. <laughs> uh, let me yeah. check. Hidden Knights of Slanesh. Uh, da, 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 da. So there's the Seekers of Slanesh, which are the chicks. And yeah, hell striders are the dudes on on um, hell striders. Cool, cool. Uh, and yeah, the whip option has always been an option as well. So, um, so you've got them and a chariot, which is a yep. popular choice for Slanesh, versus uh, what like ten snake ladies and some bat ladies from Daughters of Cain. Yeah, so... I think they, I think they're like heart renders, canary heart renders. Like, like this is actually like if I was going to play Daughters of Cain um, as an AOS army, which I you know super tempting, like dark elves basically. <laughs> this is like. I think how I'd want to do it is like flying bat ladies and like snake ladies. Um, yep. Just apparently, like it was never, and, and I mean, like Daughters of Cain was a, is it well, was and probably still is a very very good AOS army. Like they had a great win percentage. Um, but not with this stuff. Uh, yes. <laughs> Although the heart renders got a lot of play. Yeah, there was usually like a rappers, unit or but two you've got like heart renders, right? 120 witch elves in between you and the, yeah. the, the other guy. <laughs> yeah but like, like i really do love this and i've seen some amazing paint jobs on these like because obviously the snakes with yes. like you know like you, like whole units with like different like coloring and stuff like that yeah. on, which is really nice which is great um so the new things are the uh the lord of pain and the melusai iron scale so the lord of pain is the new slaneshi character who looks like the what was the master blaster one that came out the one that had the demonette on the back of the big dude um, 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 Sis Elk? Yes, Silesk. Silesk? Uh, it's <laughs> that minus either Sil or Esk. I was never quite sure which one is which. Um, but it's basically one of those dudes on his own um, with a big fuck-off mace and a uh, giant spike on the back of his head. Yeah, he looks uh, like some sort of like weird, demented, like, clown guy. I was going to say, he feels like the guy who does, like, children's birthday parties in a Mad Max setting. <laughs> yeah yeah I, I yeah 100 <laughs> percent um, which kind of fits the slanesh sort of deal so i'm i'm not particularly upset about that but oh no no no, no. he's he's perfect he's perfect for yeah years. all of his armors sort of looped into his flesh so it's all sort of pulling and um that sort of thing you know lots of leather and studs uh, curly shoes curly armor Yep, gemstones um, and all sorts of things, which yep, is pretty cool. Yep, yep, yep. I like him. I'm tempted to get one to do something with. I'm not sure what I'd do with him, though, so I might leave it. Um, but the iron scale also looks great. The the uh, Medusa, or the Melusai uh, commander. iron scale. Yeah. So they're crafted from the most vengeful souls amongst all the Aeol elves. This elite war leader is resistant to hostile magic and can channel Marathi's might to turn foes into immobile but fully conscious crystal statues um in your games that means the enemies must be wear mortal wounds neat cool cool i i quite like her um she looks nice um I, the, the first time i saw this picture i was trying to work out why she had a bongo drum <laughs> yep um 
uh, oh, it's a column, right? Yes, <laughs> that makes a little bit more sense. Um, uh, did you see the the hearts at, on her belt? Oh no, but I do now. Yeah, it's left hand cool. side. Um, yeah, yeah, she's got yeah, a couple yeah. of hearts that she's saving for later or something. Um, no, she looks cool. I'm I, I do quite like that that whole sort of Melusai aesthetic of the snake ladies, and she's a progression on that. So yeah, yeah. I'm very happy with that. And I, and I mean, like, the other really cool thing, and we didn't really find that out too much last night. It was more from reading this article, but it says, the story of Shadow and Pain is also a prequel to the next big event to hit the mortal realms. Gods yes. will rise, the elves will march, and the realms will break. Yeah, so, so this is this is sort of what they were thinking might be our push towards AOS 3. Yeah, yeah. And and, and I mean, hopefully this is, um, this is going to be, like, where we get, like, the Shadow Elves. Um, coming into it and all that sort of stuff. And I mean, we've just kind of seen that with like the Warcry band. Yep. Um, so to see a few things go that way. So, I mean, that could be really cool. I'm still looking for something to hold my interest with AOS. Yep. Um, it's a completely different conversation, but uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, definitely it sort of ends. Um, yeah. yeah. So this one feels like it's going to be, so we've had order versus chaos in the first one. Mm. Um, order versus death in the second one so we've had like you know the 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 age of sigma sort of starting and chaos being pushed back and all that shit and then nagash gets a bit uppity and wants to start doing stuff um and so everybody gets uh gets jack of him and decides to put him in his place um this one feels like it's going to be order versus order so it's going to be the elves sort of infighting a bit yeah well they've actually they've added that they've added this at the bottom if you scroll down you get you get broken broken realms is what it's called yes that's what i'm talking now yeah techless marathi and alariel um and they they kind of don't like each other and all this sort of thing um and there's going to be treachery and torment and slage and slaughter and bloodshed and battle and oh my god. Yeah, and that looks like it's probably either Slanesh breaking free, which looks good for the elves, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and possibly the last one, the the um, so if you look at the pictures, there's a picture of uh, moist elves versus blood elves. Yep. Uh, the second picture is Slanesh breaking free of his Luminath pris- prison. Um, and then the last one is uh, a black arc out on the open sea. Yes. So uh, I, hopefully that means a return me to malaria. So fucking excited. Yes, and the scourge <laughs> privateers getting their own sort of development. Um, and Hydras. maybe Hydras. For yeah, that's right. Maybe pirate elves will be viable <laughs> at some point. Um, I will. I, I will come and play pirate elves if that is the case. Yes, so hopefully that will mean like like I suspect it's going to mean a new edition of Age of Sigma because they're sort of due for it. Um, but at least it'll probably mean like a new malign sorcery um, thing with some new endless spells and that sort of stuff. Yeah. So yep. we'll see. And did I hear correctly? I didn't actually buy it, so I'm not sure. Did I hear correctly that some um, endless spells got dropped off the general's handbook this year? Yeah, yeah. So basically, everything that was in, um, yeah, Malign Sorcery is, is, is like a lot of that stuff's kind of gone. Um, yeah, right. So it's now just that second wave of endless spells that are sort of. Yeah, sitting. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's sort of, they, they change a few things around. Like, as I said, I don't really play AOS, mm. so I didn't pay that much attention to it. It's just what I've kind of heard through the grapevine. Um, and I mean, they, they ditched like, um, like all, like realms have been completely changed. Yes, no realms are gone. And, yeah. and stuff like that. So, yep. um, yeah, it's a bit 
bit interesting, but apparently, um, well, I mean, apparently we'll, we'll find out when we, we get some tournaments going again. Yeah. <laughs> um, Although in saying that, I like, I, I do know that recently there was a, there was a tournament here in Sydney, actually, um, or Australia, at least it might've been up in Queensland, but I thought it was here in Sydney. Um, and I think, uh, Caradon Overlords picked that one up, um, I think, which was pretty cool. So yes, that so, yeah. sounds about right. Uh, yeah. yeah, and then we have a Marathi book coming out, which sort of supports in my head the idea of AOS 3, because uh, those books normally drop with a edition change, like Indominus or like oh, um, yeah, Dark yeah, Imperium. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. That's, that's cool. Um, so yeah, guys, that's pretty much the uh, our run-through breakdown bitch session about uh, the preview <laughs> last night. As I said, like I, I really don't enjoy doing salty episodes. Like I know... We've, we've done a few over the years um, here and there where things just really haven't sat well with us. And, and I mean, that's something that I always want the option of doing as, you know, like, like we're content creators, and but also as people that play the games and love the games and are quite invested, not to money-wise, but just like in time, effort, and our love for it. And I think you have to be super supportive when they do the right thing. And you have to give them props for that. But, I mean, at the same time, it doesn't mean that you let them do things without somebody saying something about it. I mean, like, yes. like you can be critical. And as much as we can be, like, super salty like we were at the beginning, I mean, eventually we, we were, were workshopping ideas of how you, you deal with it and what the solutions are, right? Like, it's, it's not just pure reaction, it's it's like maybe these are some ideas, and I mean, like, I I don't think anybody listens to this podcast that that you know sits in in the ivory tower in Nottingham and goes, oh my god, those guys are gonna like sort of like uh, like please do not think like no way is anybody giving a shit about what we say, but I mean as a community, like if it gets a few people like thinking and being like, well yeah, look maybe I'm not gonna download this piece of shit app until it's a bit better. Yeah, and, and, and then maybe they go, well, shit, we're not getting the uptake on this app, so we need to make it better. Yep. Uh, yes. Uh, or, or whatever it is. Or maybe it's somebody going, well, look, her her heresy is, is something that's worth getting into, and I, I know I have, like a, 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 like, a security net, which is the community itself, even if, like, Forge World isn't going to support it the way they should support it, um, and that sort of stuff. Yep. So, yeah. That sounds um, right. Hopefully you've enjoyed this uh, this in between sode, guys. Um, we will be back with uh, sort of a, a full a full episode uh, in the next couple of weeks. Hopefully, um, we're definitely we're trying to put that one together uh, as we as we speak at the moment, and it's definitely the sort of one that we want to do in person, which makes the scheduling slightly more difficult. We want to get bring a few guest people onto it as well because um, we've got some cool ideas for it. So uh, stay tuned for that. Um, and yeah. the only other thing I want to just drop at the at the end of this as well is that we've got a date for our next 30k event, um, which is chapter three of the Siege of Asphodel Bridge, um, and that is going to be on Saturday the third of October at the Combat Company. Uh, and tickets are available through the Combat Company's website on their events tab, and we'll have a bunch of links out on our Facebook page as well. Um, so I think that's pretty much everything. You want to take us out, Doug? Nice. Um, yes, check us out on the socials. Um, we're all over the place as the Loaded Dice. Um, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, Grinder. Um, uh, check out Brush with Destiny. Only fans. Yeah, that's right. Only fans. Um, 
you know, and I'm sure elsewhere. Uh, Brush with Destiny, BWD Studios, or Brush with Destiny all over the place. Um, uh, other than that, you can email us to loadeddicecast at gmail.com. Uh, and until next time, keep your powder dry and your dice loaded. <laughs>